Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quart is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. And thank you, the great Dennis Committee. You are listening to the Quarters and Barra podcast. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch and please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Writer for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett, Channel 7 legend, oh. former West Coast Eagle, president of the Perth Football Club. He's up and about. Barra, how are you? Uh, pretty good, actually. Great to have you back, mate. We missed you on Tuesday. No, and thank you're... you to Chris Robinson. Great job. He always does a great yeah, job, Yeah, he he's a talented man, talented young man. He doesn't... He doesn't know a lot of the old names. That's the funny thing. Because he wasn't born. And Jackson Barrett, I noticed as well. They both. That, Jackson Barrett, the other day, I heard him doing a podcast, and he wasn't sure if Gary Ablett was in the top three or four players in, of the of the century. Yeah, he meant <laughs> Gary senior. Ablett, no, Se- junior. junior. Oh, yeah, Gary yeah. Ablett, junior. Well, no, basically, how quickly does it move on? I'll tell you what, you talk to those boys about <laughs> cricket, basketball, anything, they're all over it. Oh, they're brilliant Very guys. knowledgeable. Very, very funny guys. And, mate, good good to see you went and saw your old man too. And, um, yes. Yeah, nice yeah. to have you back. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. A bit going on. And our, and our great mate, Paul Hazelby, <laughs> columnist for the West Australian, <laughs> Uh, uh, has had a bit to say on his other show on SEN. Yeah, I was I was a little bit put out being a, a bit of an Eagles man. That um, bit of an Eagles man. <laughs> well, I, you know what I reckon now we need to rally behind West Coast. It, it is getting that bad that it, it's just not good. I was talking to Peter German about it because Peter German got in a bit of strife on the weekend in the waffle, mm. and we also lost after the siren. And he's on the back page of the West today. But then there's Gaffy on the back page of the West, and and, and the the focus on. Adam Simpson, and going forward, I can't see much light. Maybe the North Melbourne game, they pick one up, but they're going to lose. He's going to lose like 15 in a row. And I think next year is going to get worse. Worse. Because there'll be some senior players cleared from the books. But what did Hayes have to say? Yeah, well, I th- he really le- – I mean, you've got to lead with the chin on uh, radio, don't you? Hayes is very, very good, and uh, always uh, interested in what, what he has to say. All right, well, what do you think about it? He thinks that the Eagles could lay claim to being the worst team – of all time, I don't think they're the worst, <laughs> but they're but they're in the final with with with. Oh, uh, hang on, no, they're up there with Fitzroy before they folded, and Sydney in the nineties were pretty ordinary. But there's a team that everyone forgets, and only you or I would know this. But in the thirties and forties, I reckon there was a team in the then VFL called University. Oh, thank God! And they them. barely won a game. <laughs> it was the Melbourne University. I think they were attached to that to that uh, institution, and they were just cannon fodder every week. But Hayes has got a point, mate. This has got to a stage, just 300-point losses in seven weeks. I think they've had 13 in their history and three in seven weeks. Three, he, he, he goes on to say three wins three wins of 39 games and an average losing margin of over 70 points. He says that's what Fitzroy were doing before they actually dissolved. Yeah, there you go. So you mentioned folded. Fitzroy, yeah. Oh, look, obviously they've had a bad injury run, Barra, but you know what? This is about list management but, as well. But it they is. have had a – it's just been – like I was in there during the week and I was talking to a few of the boys, you know, Nizzy and, and the chairman and that, and they were saying it was unbelievable. On game day, Waterman pulled out. Yep. On game day, said, you know, I don't feel too well. And go, what? Hey, can you believe that? The, the only sort of key defender that they had to go back and play on, Taylor Walker – and Barras had already pulled out as well. So Elliot Yo goes there. So Bazo goes poor there. Poor old Bazo. Yeah. Did you see Bazo? I had, did. Yeah. Sure, he had to pull his pants up at one stage. Well, poor old. He was old. like a baby. Yeah, well. Um, he, he literally pulled yeah. up his pants. Yeah, his okay. pants were hanging down off the front of him. Well, that happens. And, yeah, I know. In a tackle. <laughs> but he was stunned because he was playing on Buddy Taylor, yeah. who'd keep, you know. And, well, the and, way the ball was coming down, Jeff Southby and Stephen Silvani combined wouldn't have been able to do so. It's not Bazo's fault. It's the way that ball was just coming down. And he's a very good player, Taylor Walker. I talked to Robbo about this, actually. Yep. I'll get your opinion. Would you have done that guard of honour for Taylor Walker? Seriously. I don't have an issue with it. No, yeah, I would for, have, yes. So let me just put, paint the picture. It's the 250th game. So he's not retiring. He's not played 350. He's not played 300 even. He's only played 250. Okay, he's kicked 10 
He's kicked 10 against you, mm -hmm. the greatest ever performance by a crow against the West Coast Eagles, joining, and apparently Tony Modra was in the box with a mate of mine, and he was getting worried that he was going to break Modra's record, because Modra <laughs> kicked more than 10 four times yeah. uh, in his career. What and was he, his, the most he kicked? I think 13, oh, was 13, it 13? Okay. Yep. He thought, oh, he's not going to break my record. Hang on, Tex, pull back. But then the Eagles, I don't know who agreed to it. It must have been a pre-match thing. They agreed to do a guard of honour for Taylor Walker, for a bloke who's just kicked 10 on you. And you've been beaten by 122 points. In my day, mate, it wouldn't have gone anywhere near the place. You said, Nick off, pal. We're on the bus. We're back home. We've got to play you again. This isn't – we're going to play – they've got to play again in, in round 22 or 23 or something like that as well. I mean, <sighs> sirens. Why, why would they do that? Well, because the siren's gone. I, I think there's a room in footy for that stuff after the siren. I think you can do – For a guard of honour for a bloke in his 250th. I wouldn't be too – Helpful or um, friendly during oh, a game, filthy, like helping. Mate. I don't like. How did Oscar Allen feel? He had ten. He was there when it, the tenth was kicked on him, and he didn't even deserve that yeah. to happen. Yeah, I'm not, they didn't I'm not. even have a defender. Mate, you, you, go on, admit it. In the old days, that would not have happened. You'd that rather start have. a fight than no. no do it would a only guard have, of honor. in the old days. It would only happen with like a huge milestone, massive like a retirement massive. or a three hundredth. Yeah, or a, and but, and yeah. a true legend of the game. I mean, Taylor Walker's up there, but he's Oh, he's not, up there in Adelaide. In he's Adelaide's huge in Adelaide, history. but he's, he's not to, – to West Australians, he's not a legend. Well, I'm going to – Is gonna, he? I'm just going to – yeah, look, I'm going to say in, in SA football he is. Yeah, I but would, not here. I said in WA, he's not a legend. I have no issue with it after He's the not even anywhere in the top 50 <laughs> in legends in WA, would he? We wouldn't even consider him the top 50. I know, but if you've kicked 10, um, you're a, it's a pretty good effort to know. Don't, don't start, mate. He played <laughs> on nobody. Yeah, that's true. Should have an asterisk. Yeah, I, I did right. love – you must have loved it too because you loved the history and you love this bloke, Neil Danaher. And I, we mentioned it with Robbo, but we've got to mention it again. One of the most powerful, profound moments of the year, probably the best moment of the year, Neil Danaher, yep. that, with his arms down, his guard of honour. Now, that was a guard of honour. Put his head on, you yep. know, Goody's shoulder. In comes um, Max Gorn. Oh, it was so powerful. Abby Holmes was crying. It was it was spec. That man is an absolute legend. Having lost my best mate to MND last year, uh, it drove it home once again. But seventy plus million dollars they've raised. He is an amazing human being. It, it, it was powerful. You know, there's two two of those moments. I compare it to this moment was in uh, Ted Whitten. Just before he yeah, passed away, he and he did honor. a lap of honour during an before an when origin game. He was blind. Game. He was basically blind. And blind. His, he was his blind. His, his, his son, son was Ted telling Whitten him Jr. what was happening, and he was waving. Yep. Stick it. We stuck it up him, you know, like he used to do in the state. There was games. not a dry eye in the house that, that was, day. That was right up there. And I reckon there wasn't a dry eye in the house McCarthy. for this game either. It McCartney. Was, yeah, McCartney. Great. Jason yeah. McCartney. Yeah, that McCartney. was the other. They're the three biggies, aren't they? Yep. When McCartney come back from bar the Bali bombing, that was and then so was well done retired. to the Danaher family. They've just done such a good job. Well done to everyone who contributes and like seventy plus million. One day we will get to the bottom of this beast of a disease. And mm. um, uh, ten years he's he's fought it. Yeah, it's ten. A long time. Can you imagine fighting that for ten years? I can't. Mate, I would give up in two seconds flat. Yeah, well, I suppose you got kids in that. You maybe you think about it, and dogs and stuff, but. Imagine fighting it for 10 years. Now he's, he's, you know, anyway, we won't go into it. But well done. Just going back to the Eagles, mate, Just got, we'll just finish off on that. Are oh, they the worst team of all time? That's clearly not right. And I'll just and I'll just pull out. I just let me just pull see out. See what I'd like to see them play one of those Fitzroy or Sydney. Or oh, mate, teams. it would have beaten Fitzroy. Come on, even those Swans teams that used to get pants under so sure, brass. Mate. Not so sure, mate. In the old day, they would have beaten them. I'll just pull out Paul Hazelby's coaching record. Oh yeah, okay. One. Oh, you're gonna have a whack at heart. No, no. I'm just. Yeah. I just want to put it down there. One, one season at South Fremantle, seven wins, thirteen losses, and then Lemon and Sass. See what the seven losses. So you may. You got to be careful when you sort of <laughs> take aim at people. Simo would. You know. He how many great, losses have the Eagles had? How many wins was, have they had in the last? How many two flags years? has Simo got? Yeah. Okay. Fair hey? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yes, it wasn't coaching for long. Yeah, when you got yeah. the lemon and sass, mate. Hey, just while we're you on the – You know what the lemon and sass is, though. I know what that is, you mate. You know rhyming slang. Oh, I do. While we're on the Eagles, <laughs> a bit of speculation about Tom Barras, 27. He signed a five-year deal at the end of 2021. Um, a bit of speculation, mainly on a – Is that an, from you? It was on, you no, write? it's on an AFL podcast. And so I no Who doubt – was it? Mitch Cleary? Yeah. Or, was no it? doubt Sydney have had a crack in the past. Damian and, Barrett. Mate, are you dirty on Damian Barrett? Why? Has he apologised to you yet? About what? For insinuating your club was tanking. And then they've just had the most magnificent win over Brisbane. Oh, look, Damien and I go Ring him way... up. Can we ring him up now? No. Can we do ring-ups? <laughs> no. Let's ring up Barrett and go, 
Glenn Quartermain here. You know what? If we Hawk, rang him up. Hawk's great. He's an old mate of mine, so we'd be just talking about old times. No, you'd give it to him, nah, mate. I love him. If he said, no, nah, they were tanking, because he can now he's, he's now entitled he's, to his opinion. It looked pretty bad. Now he's time. qualified. He's saying, <laughs> oh, no, it's when they did all the cuts that, you know, I thought that, you know, it, 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 it's, it could imply that they were tanking because they were getting rid of, you know, the, they got rid of the Brownlow medalist and they got rid of Jager O'Meara. Tom Mitchell, yeah. And as it turns out, it was a bloody, well, a bloody good thing, wasn't it? It was a good thing because they um, they accelerated. So James Warple wouldn't have got the midfield time that he got if Jager and Tom Mitchell were there. And he's returned to his best form of his best and fairest year a couple of years ago. And obviously you've got Will Day and those sorts of players, McKenzie, uh, Ward's out at the moment, but he'll be back. So, look, they're tracking in the right direction. And as a Hawthorne supporter, you're happy. You're happy. Yeah. You just want to see Mate, some – they've beaten Brisbane, yeah. one of the premiership candidates. At the, at the G, MC... though, at the MCG. I know. You you pulled out that magnificent stat, and I almost backed Hawks yeah. based on what you said. I couldn't said. pick Hawthorne against <laughs> You didn't back them in your yeah, one Some of them. interesting <laughs> stuff going around Brisbane. We'll get to that game hey, later. Finish your brass okay, thing. But what was just... your brass line? So just, just tell us what's so happening. So Port's in the market. Western Bulldogs would be in the market. Sydney's always in the market. But I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's – there's no doubt clubs are interested because he's contracted for five years, so the Eagles would have to salary dump mm. and you'd get a couple of, or an early draft pick back in return. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Would I West think Coast look at when it? You look at, no, I, I no. don't think so. I think when you look at the rebuild, I think your bone structure of your team is so important, yeah. which is why he – and he, down the guts. He's also – yeah, and he's also one of the leaders of that club. Mm-hmm. The spine. And he's, and he's contact, contracted for five years from the end of 2021, so that'll take him to Sydney about – Sydney would it. kill for him. They would, and so <laughs> – because the two brothers, ever since they lost the two brothers, yeah, both to concussion, was it? Uh, well, one of them's back, the other's not playing this year, Paddy. Yeah, they were both to concussion, yeah, yeah. So, that, yeah, look, I, I agree, but I don't, anyway, I just don't think Tom Barras is. I'd be nah, really surprised. Okay. What'd you think of the news? Young man got a family here, you know, he's a West Coast man. I don't, th- I just can't see it. What'd you think of the news? I think it was Ryan Daniels saying that um, he thinks Jack Buller will get selected tonight. Wow, one. Game in the VFL and he's playing in the forward line. Is Logan McDonald still very similar to Marriage? Only had one game in the waffle. Yeah, three thousand injuries. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. No, that's good. I like that. <laughs> it is. I like. Is it. Logan McDonald playing at the moment? He's injured. He's injured. Yeah. yeah. So next to Buddy, imagine Jack Buller from Claremont. He's just been. If you don't know the story, he's just been drafted mid-season draft. I think he, our man Jaden Hunter, kicked four for Essendon VFL. Two meter, two meter Peter's back, so probably won't slide in Why there not? yet. He might find his way in maybe, there. Maybe, maybe. But Buller apparently in. So Good. Maybe. Why didn't we keep him here, by the way? It's a good question. Mate, he would have been handy at Fremantle or West Coast. A few of those, but but also when you're one, when you're an AFL club here, you don't you can't pick everyone. No, but they could have had two picks, West Coast. Yeah, they could have. You're right. Put someone on the long-term injury. Nick Nat could have been on the long-term injury list. So I agree with that. You have a look at him. Now, before you get to that tribunal stuff, yes. which we've done, we've done all week, there's two things I want to ask you about. Now, yep. I know you love quizzes. Yep. And off the back of Buddy I don't Fre- like quizzes. But Wait, aren't you the king of the quiz night? No, that's the Seinfeld. The Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, it's only Seinfeld, is it? Yeah. <laughs> you and Rick Arden, I would. Lo- I'm going to go along. Just don't to you sit. feel? You know, when you go to quiz nights, you you maybe normally am seeing them. When you go to quiz nights, you're on a table and the sports section comes <laughs> out. Don't you feel the pressure? Because <laughs> oh, everyone on the table looks at you and says, "Oh, you'll be right here." And I'm like, "Pressure's <laughs> on here." <laughs> who won the uh, 1982 yeah, who won the US Stall- Masters? Who's, who won the? <laughs> I'd be a chance with that. I reckon. Stall uh, gift. Uh, Stall gift in 1911. <laughs> and I'm going, "Come on, please." You do feel the pressure, and then you then you have to be confident with the end. If you haven't got the pen, you've got to convince the bloke to write it down. And then if it's wrong, you look like absolute pooparama, don't you? Mm. Well, but, Rick, one, one night I was – because I do the penmanship. Does Rick overrule you? In well, the... I do the penmanship <laughs> for our Seinfeld trivia nights because I've got amazing – A lot of pen. pressure being the penman. And one night Rick reckons <laughs> that I misheard his answer and I wrote the wrong answer <laughs> down. And I looked at him and I said, well, Rick, you're the newsreader. You're, you've got to articulate it better to me. Hey, you and me, yep. you, let's make a, a pact here because yep. I don't reckon Rick listens to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you and me, we've got to get together and work out how we can beat Rick in the footy tipping, the West footy tipping. Because he's first, in equal first with you. Uh, I don't know how we're sitting. I think you might week. be equal first. Okay. And I think I'm second. Okay. Or third. But let's set it up such that one of us pings him because <laughs> okay. he loves it. He absolutely is obsessed I know with is. winning yes, it. I know. Like he'll change his tips on the app. You, you know, know, I do mine a day early. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He, he waits till he sees everyone else. I have my whole life. I don't <laughs> wait till 
Injury news does play a part in who I tip, but I don't wait till the teams are announced. I've always done it that way, and so and it, and I think I've always been okay at tipping. So let's get him because he'll be devastated. What's the uh, all right? You ready? The quiz, right? You love your quiz, right? Yep. So off the back of Buddy um, playing his three fiftieth and a bloke getting inducted as a, into a legend in the Western Bulldogs Hall of Fame, and also three hundred games this week. I think for Trent Cotchin yep. as well, and we've seen side bottom. I had this quiz question. The 350-game players, there's 22 of them. It's amazing, isn't it? 22. 300 used to be this, just this huge high um, hurdle that no one, mm. only a handful of players. Had, and now there's how many? There's 22, 350. Wow. This is 350. Yeah. So if you wanted to go 300, heaps more. There's only one eagle that's played 300 ever. Shannon Hearn. Yeah, and none 350. Yeah. None 350. Tyranny of travel. I know, right. but but – some other blokes down the road might be doing it. So let's have a look. And out of the 22, only five blokes haven't won a premiership or a Brownlow medal. So there's 22 guys who have played 350 games yep. and five of them have never played in a premiership or missed or, pl- or won a Brownlow medal. Can you name any? I gave you a couple of hints in the lead up there as to some of the – Monday three- get to 300? Monday, Monday, yeah, Monday, absolutely. Monday. So Monday's one. So Monday's he played three seventy six. Yep, so he's one. So so think of an, think pa- of another docker. Pav Pavlich. So Pavlich and Monday. Um, what did Pav play? He played three fifty three. Okay, okay. So there's two there. There's a couple more. One bloke was an absolute superstar, forward pocket little guy. Um, played at Carlton and at the Crows. Played three. Eddie Betts. Yeah, Eddie Betts, 350 games, mm-hmm. no premiership, no Brownlow medal. So that's three. Um, who else you got? Obviously, Brent Harvey's got the most games. He played four, a premiership. Four First thir- year, I reckon. Yeah, 432. So he's – and Tucky, obviously, 3,000. Seven premierships, probably. Yep, he did. Burgoyne, KB, Dustin Fletcher, Robert Harvey, Brownlows, Simon Madden, premierships. And then Monday, Nutt, Craig Bradley, yep. Goods, Brownlow, Pendlebury, premiership. And, and Goods, premiership. Bernie Quinlan, Brownlow, there's a bulldog, a bulldog that just got inducted into their Hall of Fame as a legend this week. You know the guy? No, tell me who. Not Bob Murphy. Oh. Tell me who. Yeah, yeah his, his, nickname, his, uh, his initials are BJ. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> anyway, his initials are BJ. <laughs> uh, I'm just having a mental blank. Brad Johnson. Oh, yeah. Brad Johnson. The smiling footballer. He was always smiling. 364. John Blakey, he played in the premiership. Gary Ablett, obviously, yes. premiership. Hang Bru- on. Oh, Gary Ablett Jr., yeah, yeah. yeah nice. Oh, Gary Ablett Sr. didn't play 300, yeah. Bruce Dool. Great man. Uh, the flying doormat. And then there's one of the greatest names at the Sw- Sydney Swans and Fitzroy, who played 3 five, Paul Ruse. Well done. He's the, he's the fifth one. And you chuck Pavanagh. Yeah, what his favourite for a couple of Brownlows, Paul Roos, too. He Not was. Not sure how well he polled in those years. So just quickly, we won't bang on about the tribunal because it's been um, talked well, about. Well, it's going to be – it's up tonight. Yeah, there's one up tonight. That's Ryan Mansell for his hit on uh, James Aish. And the other Monday night uh, is James Sicily for his hit on Hugh McCluggage. Both, I think, they have every right to appeal these. Both of them just definitely deserved a little holiday. I would say Mansell deserved more of a holiday. Why is that, do you oh, think? I just don't think Sicily, that action has been, you've been getting a week for that all year. Yeah. But why all of a sudden does so he get Sicily got it? done on his reputation a bit? A bit. Or is it the system where you have to have Both. three or none? Both. Yeah. Both. I tell you what, the way his neck, the way yeah, McCluggage's neck, I reckon that didn't help. Yeah, but I don't accept that bit where he's flung him over onto his head because the other bloke come flying in as well. Yeah, so Brockman, he's very stiff. Well, that's why they're he's appealing. Maybe a week. A week would have been. I'm happy with a week. Let's just settle for he a deserved, week. He deserved a week. That yeah. action is has been outlawed, and you deserve a week for it. But he was down below. Mansell was all. a little bit lucky, unlucky in that he was. It was a footy. He was going for the footy, but then he still clipped him. And but when, that was self. I don't reckon it was a bump. Yeah, I reckon. You've, you've played footy, so you and me charge at the ball together. The way the ball is, with the shape of it, it's going to come back to one of us. It came back to Aish, and you suddenly went, holy crap, I can't get it. I've got to protect myself. Just instinct. 
and hit him in the head. And you know what looked worse is yeah. the headband flying. That cost an extra week. Yeah, I reckon it's <laughs> a week for the headband. That's an extra week for the headband. Plus, just, but he might miss too. You, know? you just mentioned yeah. Bruce Dool before. He used to he was known as the fly, He used to wear the headband, mm. and I remember his headband being flung into the crowd a few times by uh, very was, brave players. Very, and he was the word is um, phlegmatic. Just, 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 just phlegmatic. Yeah, yeah it's a I good word that. actually. And done talk. Yeah, pretty much. Mute. Yeah, that's he hardly, it. He hardly spoke. Yeah, but if you pulled his headband off, he'd kill you. <laughs> that's what I got told. Yeah, he was <laughs> a, an aggressive player, but he was very hard to play on. So there yeah, was Lockett, like Lockett when he played on, uh, was it McIntosh? And he went up to shake his hand and, and Lockett said, get, you know. Yeah. Don't want to shake your hand. He goes, listen, mate, you can play me from in front. You can play me from behind. You can play me from the side. If you pull my jumper, I'm going to knock your effing head off. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine Bla- Lockett saying that to you. Blokes him. used to stand in the hole in front of him and he used to yell out, no, nah, I wouldn't stand there, mate. <laughs> no, no, you'd be, be and, and I think. Mate, he was a mean, mean man. He's yeah. good, a nice guy now, but he actually was a mean person. Well, you know, white like line fever, Like he wanted fever, to hurt mate. people. White line fever. Remember when he get Did the you ball- have white line fever? Not as much as Wusher. Yeah. Remember when he used to get the ball and if the cheer squad was behind the goals he'd, and it was really wet, he'd try to ping the ball at him. Well, that's and, if they'd been giving, abusing him. Yeah, absolutely. I think he might have hit, clipped a couple of them. Mate, he, he would have knocked a few out, I reckon. wouldn't be hitting the head with a very, tiny Very, very hard man. Close hard range, man. would you? What else is going on, mate? All right, so I have one more thing for you that blew me away this yes. week. I know, because I, I've, I tracked these things. I was nice to see... Um, Chris Main and Trinity doing well in the PSA. They are. Well, that's my boys. Yeah, no, boys tell us about that. That's so they haven't won it for three thousand years. And having that, they have Pink Sock Day last week, which is raising money for breast cancer for the McGrath Foundation. They do that every year. Uh, I think they were playing Scotch. I think, but anyway, no, Aquinas, 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 Aquinas yeah. Sorry, yeah, they haven't won in sixteen years. Yeah, it's good, good effort. Um, but Chris Main, they're big raps for him there, and they're talking. You know, obviously he's got the coaching ability, but he also yeah. gets them to do a little bit of meditation before games. Just really? to, just to, it's mainly the breathe, boys. mainly breathing exercises. It's the year the firsts. It's the <laughs> yeah, just no, 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 just the breathing exercises, just to relax and calm. That's what Manny used to do. <laughs> <laughs> in the corner, mate, listening to Bon Jovi. <laughs> he was so weird. What was your build-up? No, nah, no, I was, I was, I was a regulation. Uh, so what'd you do? I'd, I remember that Paul. Remember Paul Mifka? Yeah, he used to listen to Rocky, the Rocky theme, every time he played. Every time. Well, it's on my playlist <laughs> when I do my long <laughs> runs, <laughs> and always before a marathon, every single marathon, the night before. I watch Rocky One. Oh. <laughs> I do. Has this been recorded on camera? When, Where's the camera? <laughs> when I was a kid, and we, we used to go on holiday down at a place called Phillip Island in Victoria, and my mate, you we went and Rocky watched, every no, we watched, time. It was about 75, 76 when it came. Anyway, we watched Rocky. What if you're in America or and something? And there's a scene in it where Rocky's running, you know, in Up the, the morning stairs, to the music. No, no, no. Chicken? Past a fruit and veg place, and the guy throws him an apple or something as he's running, right? <laughs> So I got my mate, so we're, what am I, nine or something? We went and saw Rocky. I said, tomorrow morning I'm going to go for a run around the caravan park. Can you stand out the front of your caravan at 6 a.m.? So he did, and he threw me an apple. Oh. <laughs> did you open up the ice box, you know, like the butcher's shop and start punching meat as well? No, I didn't, did that. didn't quite get to that. I'll tell you what else I did, though. Um, a few years ago I had uh, I had some chickens. and you uh, chase the chook? Well, we did because one of them uh, started crowing, and so obviously we got the male. And and uh, a Rhodesian Red. Anyway, uh, we had to. I had to catch it and take it back Did to catch the it? To farm. They had to catch. It's still there, I hope. Uh, anyway, yes, it was. But I we filmed it and recreated the scene from Rocky, uh, where Mickey. Ah, uh, uh, too good. Who's Irish American guy? Good. And the funny thing is, the guy I did it with was Scottish. So we had a Scottish guy <laughs> playing Mickey, and I had the tracky pants up around the head. Adrian, yeah. Adrian. Hey, did you run up the stairs as well? Grease lightning, Rocky. Grease lightning. <laughs> Did you run up the stairs like he did as well? Oh, I might have to done To the music? That. I might have done <laughs> Where did you do it in Perth? No, no, it must be somewhere I've in done, Perth. No, I've run up a few stairs in my day when I've been on a long dun, run. Dun, 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 Great song. And you jump up top, up the top like that with your arms up? It's, oh, mate, I'd pay to say that. <laughs> you got to do that for me. <laughs> oh, well, stand by and I will. Let's pick some winners, mate. Um, bit of an interesting oh, round coming. How'd you go last weekend? Mate, very well because our listeners would know that I tipped – Zen Kilda. You did too. Remember? Well done. Can we replay that? No, we're we'll playing. Well, you don't time. need to. I, and, I, just, I clearly tipped Sydney. He picks and killed us. So and, well and, and put in there where Quarters says that he thinks the Saints are gone and they're not going to make the finals. Well, there's no certainties, yeah. Mate, 
Then no certainty. Go on, DC, a bit more, a bit more. No, no, I'm just telling just you, I am not convinced about St Kilda. I am not, I repeat, I am not convinced about St Kilda. You think they'll miss the eight? Yep, they could. 11.37, just record that. <laughs> got him. Yes, no. the Ashes are starting tomorrow night. I've got him. <laughs> great, great win in the uh, World Test too. Well done, Cameron Gray. How good is Cameron Green in the gully? <laughs> you know he's going to go past Broad. No, not Broad. What's his name? The, um, the uh, all-rounder from England. Broad's playing, by the way. Stuart Broad, they brought him into the 11. Who's the famous all-rounder? Ian Botham. No. No, he plays now. (laughs) Ben Stokes. Oh, Ben Stokes plays now. Right, okay. Green's going to go past him. That's my tip for the Ashes. He'll be better than Stokes. You know what? It's funny how we make all these predictions about what they're going to do, but you know know what? Just let the kid play, I reckon. And I just love him. No, stuff that. I want him to go past Stokes. Yeah, well, he probably will. I don't like the bloke. You know. I would have biffed him in that outside that pub as well. Don't oh, worry. Yeah. No, he's, he's all right. Hey, um, I can't wait for the Ashes, though. There's nothing better than an Ashes in England. I'll tell you a little story. Um, I was at Lords when I was living there from 2000 to 2004. Anyway, I was there with a mate, and we were at the Lords, and we are watching the test, and I had the binoculars, and the Queen arrives, and she sits in the royal box there, which is the other side of the ground, and I'm just – you know when you're doing something and then there's a lot of noise around you and then just at the moment you say something, it all goes quiet? So oh, that's yeah. what happened. What As I say? passed my mate the binoculars and said, oh, the Queen's up there. And he goes, oh, right. And he took him and I said, she's the tart in the purple. And oh. everything went quiet. It's just a, a euphemism. It's Australia euphemism. And anyway, no, probably it's not. shouldn't have said that. <laughs> What it was you respect- ever said that about the Queen? It was respectful. It was respectful. <laughs> anyway, the whole everyone was, oh, I wasn't popular for about five minutes. <laughs> Bloody uh, I wasn't popular anyway because we he, just kept, we were pants. You're like Barry McKenzie. <laughs> the Adventures of Glen Quarterman. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a <laughs> I remember the uh, Adventures. Barry Crocker and. Uh, Barry Crocker played him there. Yeah. It was good. Mate, and now it, you, I know you've got your stats there. Now, are they champion data? Yeah. Mate, just tell me this. Just tell me this. Okay. Have they lost some credibility? Because let me tell you this. <laughs> this is David, Daniel Hoyne. Yes. Daniel Hoyne? Is that the guy? They're Daniel very Hoyne? clever, our friends at Champions. Is that he say his name? Daniel Hoyne? I think so. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Hoyne. Daniel Hoyne has posted <laughs> Lockie Neal is rated the 231st player in the competition. Well, just, just suck that in. Yeah, no, it's not right. Thank you very no. much. And he says he's rated that because he's the 354th rated player in the competition for ball use. Okay. So have they got their what do they what do they call those things that they do to sort of uh, algorithms? Algorithm. Have they got their algorithms right? Can I ask you? Well, if it's spat out those quarters. numbers, you can't dispute it. But I would dispute no, 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 that. no, no, no. It's not the right. Algorithms wrong. Yeah, well, it's clearly if not right. Lockie Neal, Lockie, mate, Lockie Neal. So how many it's teams? Not having as good a year as he's had. Twenty. That's twenty. That's ten teams. So he wouldn't be in the first ten teams you pick. Ten. ten you'd pick ten teams before you. Ten pick players or teams. Ten teams. Two hundred and forty. So twenty-four times ten. Two hundred and forty. Yeah, okay. You could pick ten teams from the AFL right now and not have Lockie Neal in it. I wouldn't. Bull Twang. Yeah. Bull Twang Daniel. He would be in the top twenty easily. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Although, he's a big you know, Willis, by the way, I think he is on ability, but I think his impact. But he's he's inside mid. I know, and he's, he's they, he, that, they make they can't judge it. That's why all the halfback flankers are getting, you know, and the wingers are getting up in the top ten in the champion data. Like I love Nick Martin. Yeah, he, he he's having a great year. He's not year. top ten. And Mason Wood, he's not top ten. No, Please no. change your algorithms. Okay, is he still there? Champion data, the bloke who invented the joint. The guy uh, from Carlton? Teddy Hopkins. Teddy Hopkins. Is Teddy Hopkins still there? Oh, he's the spiritual leader, I think. He's, if he's, I'm ringing him. I'm ringing him All after right. this. All I'm right. saying, Ted, mate, you need to sc- – Ted wouldn't let this happen. 1970 grand final, kick five. Yeah, handball the way Changed out of the it. the game. Handball the way out of it. Little blonde forward pocket. Anyway. Um, Port Adelaide v Geelong. Adelaide Oval. Tonight, Barra. 5.40pm, <laughs> Port Adelaide $1.50, the Cats $2.40. This is hard. It's a hard game. I'm pick, I'll straight off, I'm picking Port because, uh, what is it, 10 in a row now or 11 in a row? Anyway, however many, in a, 10 in a row. They are in really good form. They are building Mate, something special. this is very hard. Can I be friend. a bit mischievous? Yes, you can. Uh, just imagine Collingwood play Port Adelaide on grand final day. 100,000 people. Collingwood run out and then Port run out. In their oh, prison yeah, bar yeah, yeah. tracksuit like top, 
not jumper. They've got the teal underneath, but just to give them a little bit of a just fire one over the bow. Yeah, you'd have to run out there in the prison bar tracksuit and say, "Hang on, AFL, we've done nothing wrong here. This is our tracksuit. Now we've got our, uh, oh, you know, do it, please." They should sport. toss a coin to see who wears who wears the prison bar. That's a great idea, mate. Because that that could actually happen. But you didn't mention Dangerfield's back. Uh, Dangerfield's back, and we think Mitch Duncan. He is definitely back. So that is And huge. Holmes is back. That's good. And I heard there's a late inclusion. One of their other stars might come in as well. And Mate, so- this is very hard. But the only thing that stops me from tipping Geelong outright is that they coming off the bye, I don't trust them coming off the bye. I don't know. You, you had all those great buy stats. Yeah, I remember yeah we ha- and it I didn't change much me. at the weekend, mate. I mean, 83 wins, 95 losses and a draw. Uh, that was going into the weekend. Only four teams, Frio, Hawthorne, Richmond and St Kilda, um, had, had in the black after the bye. And, and Geelong famously keep tanking. But, but they beat the Bulldogs. They they're three like and seven. They were zipping seven after the bye, Geelong. So they're better. And, and at, that, at the Adelaide Oval last year, they beat them. I remember because I chipped Port Adelaide. And they were get, they were behind, and then they kicked eight in a row. Remember, they kicked eight in a row, and they thought, "Oh, they're home here." And then Geelong fought back. So it, uh, you know what? I reckon Geelong they're going to go bloody close here. Yeah, mate. they've won their last three at, at uh, sorry three of their last four at Adelaide Oval. So their defeat came to Port in the qualifying final in twenty twenty one. Their most recent defeat there. So you've got to give them a chance. I think Mitch Duncan. He's huge, huge for them. Mate, he's huge. And I like that Chris Gott's language around it in that, you know, we're not worried about so many players coming back in for, you know, first up because our training patterns now, we've got them trained to the mm. minute. And Danger could have come in earlier, but we've got him 100%. No, that, I'm, right. I'm tipping Geelong. That's it. You've, yeah. you've convinced me. I know Zach Butters, arguably, is he Who, who will Rick tip? Is who he... will Rick tip? Yeah, no, let's find I'm out. I'm picking Port. I'm just picking Port. Right. I'm not picking against them at Adelaide Oval. I think Geelong... We'll sneak into the bottom end of the eight, and that'll be it. And we'll see the cliff come. Do you reckon? Yep. I tell you what, Zach Butters though, um, geez, he's good. So is Dacos him? Who else is uh, obviously Oliver? This, and, what's this for? Uh, the, for the Brownlow? I put Marcus Bonapelli in there and Bont. I think Dacos has Bont got looks, to be a clear Bont front looks a runner. Bit sore. Yeah, he does. The last three, four weeks he has been, but he's polled a lot of votes. Zach I'm not might sh- be leading. But Zach or Dacos I'm not at the moment. sure about Oliver. He's missed a couple of weeks. You know what? I reckon Petraka will poll really well for Melbourne. And the thing, the key to him is – He didn't get any votes in the game kicks on the goal, weekend. Kicks goals. Yeah, but he wouldn't have got any votes against Collingwood because oh, yeah. Jack Viney, three was, votes. Oh, yeah, three clearly, votes, clearly, clearly. Votes. And then there's Gornsey. Petraka know, has played really Brody. well in Oliver's absence. He's been good anyway, but I think he's taken another step up to fill that void. So I think – Christian Petraka for me will poll really, really well. Zach Butters, Zach Butters has to pick yeah. Marcus Bonapelli in the preseason, so uh, I I will stick with him for the Brownlow. But it's going to be hard to beat Dacos, I think. Let's find out what, who's Rick's. So who are you picking? You're picking Geelong. Geelong. I'm picking Geelong. Port Adelaide. Michaela's picking Port Adelaide. Good on you, Michaela. Friday. This is really interesting. Friday at the Gabba, five fifty p.m. Brisbane a dollar twenty. Sydney it's tomorrow. Sydney four dollars thirty. Now Brisbane. This is interesting. So Jack Gunston and Daniel Rip, are these, Rich. Are these champion data stats? They've dropped themselves. Did you know that? They've dropped themselves. <laughs> I know. They've gone up to the coach and they've said, coach, We're not playing well we enough. don't deserve to play. Mate, whoever did that? Who's ever done that? Mm-hmm. Mate, young blokes nowadays, Daniel Rich isn't even that young. Neither is Gunston. What are they doing, mate? Who does that stuff? So they're not playing in the VFL. Who the hell drops themselves? Who opens the door to your opponent? in the? Because you know when you play footy, it's not so much who against who you get playing on Saturday. It's a, you're trying to beat the bloke in the team who's trying to take your spot. It's like the it's like the joke about the lion and the photographers. Have you heard about that in the jungle? The two photographers shooting the lions and they get a bit closer and get a bit closer and the lions are roaring and then suddenly they're in danger. And one of the photographers puts down his camera and starts putting his Nikes on, takes his hiking boots off, puts his Nikes on, and he's and the bloke, other photographer says, him, "Mate, what are you putting your Nikes on for? You can't outrun a lion." He goes, "Mate." I don't have to outrun the line. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> That's what footy's like. You it's know, about the team. And the old coach, them. the old coach's cliche when they say, "No one ever bangs on my office door and says I want to be dropped." Well, they have. They have finally done it. What are they? Are they gone mad or what? Yeah, they I mean, have. Daniel's. I love Richie, but he has his pace. There's something going on there. But he's it, not fully fit yeah, or something. But you know, use of the footy barrow. I mean, his meters gain. Like he's beautiful left foot kick. It's not mm-hmm. about how quick you are. It's how quick you move the footy. But he struggled. He, he in the last couple of weeks he struggled. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, and, and so is Gunston. And you know who's missing that I reckon really costs him is Zorko. When Zorko plays, they win. Is that champion data say that? They yep. should say that. 
So Lions by thirty points. Yeah, I think I think they win, but that's that's was really interesting. Jack Buller in there. Luke Parker's back. So it'll be closer than we think, but surely at the Gabba they got. I think win. at the Gabba it's you're pretty hard to pick against Brisbane. Um, uh, the, Sydney won there in 2021 round one. They broke a four match losing streak there, so they have got recent form there, but not nah, not good enough for me now, Barrow. Giants Stadium on Saturday. Giants a dollar ninety four. The Dockers marginal favourites a dollar ninety. Um, and uh, interesting here, Sarong Frederick both have ankle complaints. Mate, if Sarong's out, I'm tipping the Giants. Obviously, Ace is out with that KO. Um, Darcy won't play for another week. Pierce, there's some question about. Uh, and the Giants going along quite nicely. Um, and and looks like Josh Kelly will play. And. And it looks like Sam Taylor will play. So that's massive. They are. Massive yeah. ins, aren't they? They are. And I can't see Aish and Tracy getting on top of that back line with Himmelberg. And if Taylor does play, you know. You know what uh, you've just done? You've made me change my team. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Taylor in is huge, huge. Giants by four points. Yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be very close whichever way it goes. Fremantle's only played two matches at Giant Stadium. That surprises me. Both resulting in defeats with the most recent back in 2017 by 12 points. Of course, they had that come from behind win last round, last mm-hmm. year. That was in Canberra, though, wasn't mm, it? It was in Canberra. You're right. It was in Manuka, mate. Manuka, not in Manuka. Yeah, Manuka. Uh, that's what I say. Yeah, I don't know, you and I say it, but the other people. We're the original MCG scoreboard. We know students. everything. Those young blokes, mate. No idea. Didn't know uh, Gary Ablett. So I'm going to pick them on the strength of Taylor coming back in. Now, who gets Toby I've Green? Just been text, Brandon sorry, Walker? I've got a text for you just before you go there. Caleb Strong definitely playing. Okay, good. So start with your tip. That's good. I uh, know I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Giants in there. Okay. Just just where it is. I like their form. They've been really good, the Giants. Yeah. So um you know, it's uh, and um, Jesse Green. Hogan. Yeah, Tommy Toby Green. Green will get Brandon Walker, and so he'll. Do you reckon Brandon Walker? Yeah, I do. He gets nah, the, Luke Ryan. Surely. No, I reckon he'll get. I reckon it'll be Brandon, Brandon Walker. He gets. I'm those, definitely tipping the Giants in. I don't think who whoever plays on Toby Green. I think you've got a. You're not going to. <laughs> You're not going to stop him, but you may limit him. You may limit him, and you won't beat <laughs> him at on, stoppage. Mate. Come on, he's a very good player. Might be the highest. I like Brandon Walker, but come on, Toby think... Green's almost the best player in the comp. Yeah, I was going to say you've got to get Luke Ryan. He's got in the there. highest IQ in the comp, football-wise. Certainly mm. not off the field, but on the field, I think he has. He's a very, very good player. Jesse Hagen. Been having a really good year. Mm. Really good year. I shouldn't be surprised. Who's the little fella from? Here we go. This will test you out. Mr. Knowledgeable. Oh, cool. Who's the kid playing in the forward line now from Western Australia and he's from Fitzroy Crossing? Can you believe that? And he's been kicking goals. Tell me. I've just forgotten his name. <laughs> Can you look him up for us? It's, it's, he's, he's a very, you very – You haven't told me He's who kicked you... two goals. Champion Data got him there. He must have mentioned him somewhere. Tell you who I don't mind. While Just we're have a look at the, the team sheet there. I don't mind the their. Uh, I don't mind the their, Giants, and he kicked two goals. Haven't got a team sheet. Yeah, all those. What's all that? All those. Look up the Giants game from the weekend, and just look at the names who've kicked goals, and one that uh, you, that doesn't that stands out. That you have, Be- Bedford or something like that. Oh, Toby Bedford. Toby Bedford. Okay. Toby Bedford from Western Australia. There we go. Well, according to champion data, 41.7 forward half pressure points per game this season, the most of any player in the competition. So there you go. Fantastic. All right. Ever told me who you're tipping, though? I'm going the Giants, I think. Okay. I think I'm tipping the Giants. I mean, it's such a big game for Fremantle, though. It almost makes them lose touch with the eight if they lose. Saturday at the MCG, 5.25 p.m. This is a tough game, Barra. Richmond, $1.70. St Kilda, $2.10. You love St Kilda, saying, so I know you're going to pick them. I'm not. I think Richmond have turned the corner. I think they're enjoying playing under Andrew McWalter, and I think they win this game. So Mansell finds out tonight if he's playing, but almost certainly he'll get at least one week, so he won't be there. Uh, Marlon's not playing, of course. Um but Dan Butler got that uh, dangerous tackle. Thank God they overturned that. I mean, holy crap. I'm glad that you was... brought that up. Well, first, firstly, I'm glad Bont got off because I thought that was more chest than shoulder. And yeah, he didn't even get sighted, did he? Dan Butler. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll just a little editorial on that because, you know, I don't mind if there's a bit of collateral damage in this stuff. Where for, you, for the concussion. Yeah, where, yeah, because I think the most important thing is that we rule out the, the, the head contact, right? But I think there's a point where you've got to realise that, 
that was a tackle, and the momentum yeah. got him to the ground. Yeah. So I'm really pleased Dan Butler got Me off too. that. Because he didn't get knocked out. Then you I? can really say the game's changed. I don't yeah. mind the sling ta- banning the sling tackles. I don't mind Sicily getting a week. Yeah. Um, but by the way, do you know? I, I, I don't the stat off the top of my head, but it's there've been thousands of tackles laid this year, and we tend to go on about less the ones than 1%. with this report. Yeah, it's yeah, less yeah. than one percent. Yeah, been, yeah. Um, yeah but it's them. been like twenty one. 21 uh, tackle suspensions, yeah. which is a lot, isn't it, this season? But it tells me that players are getting it right, and it gives me confidence that going forward they will get it right. And you know what worries me, They'll though? change their technique, which they have to. Yeah, but I'm, I don't trust the coaches because I, I believe all the, all the cl- clubs got sent a video. The video is like a minute 30 or something, right, of, okay, here's what is illegal Some now. coaches haven't showed them. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I mean. How, how can you do that? Because they don't want to confuse them. And they, exactly, they, if they cop a week, Because they, they only week. care about winning. So you've got to be super careful with the coaches. You almost have to go to the footy manager or the CEO and go, listen, we need the players to see this. I know the coaches are in charge, but really the coach's job is to save his own neck, isn't he? They yeah. don't care about the greater good. It's a bit like the presidents, a little bit like the presidents in the waffle. They're all worried about their own club. They need to look collegiately at what's important in the waffle. Do you? <laughs> I'm trying to, that's for sure. Well, I'm on the bottom, mate, so I can. It's uh, easy for me. i got to change everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim Tarando in great form, as is Shy Bolton. I loved his game last week, last quarter, refused to leave the field. Oh, mate. He's such a good player. Took the big hang at the end. Oh, this is good because, you know, I tried this with Robbo. I'm not sure he understood what I was saying. 15 possessions in the last quarter. Amazing. Did an alarm bell go off for Justin Longyear? Yeah, fair well, call. what happened, mate? Yeah, I don't know. How did he get forward of the play like that? Yeah. How did he get forward of the play? It's a good question. Because if he gets forward of the play, he's carving you up, and he carved them up. I think they must have focused on Taranto, did they? Or worried about Taranto? I'd be more worried about Bolton and his use of the footy because Taranto's a good player, but he But do you think that's what happened? Because he was on fire early, Taranto. Yeah. And I think Aish might have gone to him at one stage, tried to – the cooler, as they call him. But they need to put a frigging cooler on Bolton. Pretty hard He won the game. To, he's a hard player to lock down. Very quick, uh, very elusive, beautiful kick of the footy. Not sure about how that worked. Uh, nice to see Jack Rewald, uh, c- good form the last couple of weeks and also uh, draw level with the great hungry, KB. Uh, mm. I think he's 13th or something, yeah. 13th yeah. on the AFL goal kicking. So I think this will be his last year. Had a lot more handballs than KB. Too. Oh, yeah, he never handballed. <laughs> Saw a bit of KB. He never handled, did he? No. That grand final, was it 1980 when he kicked all those goals? Seven goals against Stan Magros. <laughs> Played on Stan. With his wispy Smith. hair flying back. Oh, yeah. See, the young blokes wouldn't know that. They should look up this stuff, mate. Mm. It's so important. Remember when um, KB was sacked from the job, co- coaching job with Richmond and uh, I think some of the me- – no, it was the president turned up to sack him and he opened the gate and let the dogs out. <laughs> And then he never went back to Richmond for how long? How many oh, years? A, a while, decade yeah. or so. You know, you know all, with all the <laughs> one of their greatest players, dietitians and everything they have at the club, and it's now right. So KB played. He was the game's record holder. Played over mm. four hundred games. You know, great player. You know what? He had every single night before every game he ever played. What fish and chips? Really? Yep. The night before the game. He played over 400, yeah. so dietitians out there, if you're listening, I mean, you're on a nothing thing. wrong with the old fish and chips. And that's a lot of fish and chips for over 400 games. Mm. Do you know the difference between a fat and a cholesterol? No, actually, I won't go yeah, there. Let's not go there. There was a joke about that. Yeah. So who you picking? Because that, that happened at the, that, under John Todd. That, that dietitian said that to John Todd, and he came up with that classic answer, which I think you were about to go with. <laughs> yes, no. Let's, let's, who are you picking, though? I'm picking the Tigers. You? <laughs> No, mate, I am staying with the Saints because I feel like that uh, Ross Lyon is back on his game. Mm-hmm. And if Dan, he's, he's not out there getting a kick, though. I know, but he's very good coach. And if, if Butler's still in the team and the big forward is really turning it on, how many goals? King. Did, how many King? Hey, he's kicked a few. Mate, he's, he's about to explode, I think. I don't know about the Tigers. I like I liked that McWalter's doing well. Hopefully they'll give him a shot at it, eh? Yeah. As coach? Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so you're picking the Saints. I'm sticking with the Tigers. Sunday, 11.10 a.m. Oh, last chance saloon here. Carlton, $1.70. Gold Coast Suns, $2.14. Jeez, mm. I'll tell you what, I'm really tempted. I'm not picking here? them. I'm picking Carlton, mm. but I'm really tempted to pick Gold Coast. You know, sitting just outside the eight. What do we do here? In pretty good form. Well, I'll tell you what we do here. We pick Carlton. Ruckman's back. Hewitt's back. Mark. The only thing is, I think Gold Coast is coming off the bye. So uh, I don't like that, coming off the bye. But nevertheless, I think... Mate, how bad are they going? Did you see 
them when they were coming off the game and they were getting sledged by their fans. That's not unusual. But he- it's actually it's a little unusual for Carlton fans. Shows you how bad they're going. Oh, thanks, Tom Jones. Mm. <laughs> it's not unusual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, mate, that that was horrible. That was actually I, I was that pained me to watch that to see Patrick Cripps and Kurnow and that get slammed by their own fans, calling them all sorts of names and gutless and all that sort of stuff. It's horrible. Yeah. Why are they so passionate, the, the Blues fans? Well, because it's been 1995 since they won a flag, and they're a, they're a group that's conditioned to playing finals and conditioned to winning premierships. So they've no, been, they're not. They haven't won been since been through three or four rebuilds since 1995. They've been had to how many five-year plans have they had? So just, folk, you know what? It's all about distribution to the footy, and they're horrible at it at the moment. So they've got to get that right. And, okay, Voss is not out there on the field, but – They've got to be better at this. It's it's just not working for them. So, did you see that one when the ball went in and Kurnow and someone else both left it for yes, each I did. other? It was, oh that God. was damning. That's and a coach killer. I think that was a metaphor for their season. That a, very a metaphor. Moment. A metaphor. I like that. It's also a coach killer because that means, hang on, the system's not working. And I know, I know Brian Cook, the CEO, came out and said he's guaranteed him to the end of his contract. But that that's basically the death sentence, isn't it? When as soon as you say that. Because you know what it does? It upsets everyone around the joint who wants to take over the place, and they go, and bugger that. We're going in there. I'm grabbing Hardwick right now, and we're heading in to take over. Because that would be, be the play, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm picking them, uh, but I'm, yeah, I've got no confidence. It's at the G, too. So how do the Gold Coast go at the G? What is champion? Uh, they go all right. Yep. Yep. I haven't got the oh, – okay, here you go. They – I say that, but they've lost seven of their last nine at the G with the most recent against Collingwood 2021. Generally playing pretty good teams. You might get Hawthorne there and beat them, but generally you're playing pretty good teams okay. at the G. So I think – Based su- on that stat, I'm going the Blues. I like the way the Suns are going about it. You're though. staying the Suns, are you? No, no, no. I'm picking the Blues. But, you said uh, you were never going to tip them again. I know, but that was against – that was against, <laughs> that in, a, in 50-50 games. This is probably one of those. Hang <laughs> on, it's the Gold Coast. Yeah, well, I'm going to change my, change my stance on things. <laughs> you do do that. Yeah, man. I do. Fair enough. We uh, all do. We all do. On to Sunday, <laughs> final game of the round. And uh, and this is a, a little iffy too. Uh, Sunday, 2.40 p.m., Marvel. North Melbourne, $4.60. Western Bulldogs, $1.20. North have been a bit unlucky. They've been in pretty good form the last month, but really haven't got the Ws, mm. uh, too many Ws. And guess what? LDU's back. What, sorry? LDU's back. Oh, yeah, nice. LDU's back. That's a big, big in. Uh, you know, I'm still picking the dogs. And Jai Simpkins back. Yeah. Two big ins. I'm still picking the dogs. Yeah, I'd like the, the dogs. way they're going about it. Um, scored over 100 points in each of their last three games against the Roos, winning their matches by an average of 75 points mm. per game. So if you're picking the Roos, you're pretty brave. Form suggests they're a chance. The Bulldogs weren't flash, though, last They week. weren't, mate. But oh, the- They're staggering to the bye. Yeah, they were a chance where late in that the game. They were, where, where are they on the ladder? They were a ch- chance late against Port. Don't worry about that. Oh, they're sitting snugly in eighth position. So uh, <laughs> four points ahead. Not a great percentage, 101. The worst percentage in the eight. But I think, you know, they'll beat, they'll win this game and let's hope that they get on a bit of a roll because, you know, I like the doggies. I like watching them go about their business. Now, Barra, it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Yes, thank you. We are giving away a carton of Swan Draft Stubbies. We're giving away the Great Black Duck Barra, so uh, I wasn't here Tuesday, but we've got a bit of mail here. We'll just get straight into it. Mm -hmm. Hi, Q and B. Should the Eagles be considering applying to the AFL for a priority pick? One of the criteria being unprecedented injury issues, I understand. That's from Marie. Hi, Marie. My answer is no. No, they do not get a priority pick. I don't think anyone should get a priority pick. Nobody. End priority picks. Even North Melbourne. You finish low, you get the number one draft pick or you get an early draft pick. No more priority picks. It it compromises it too much. Compromises the whole draft. You know what? I think the Eagles should get one. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. (laughs) Mate, imagine if we – when do we win a flag? 2018. Jeez. It's been a long drought. <laughs> Imagine that. 2018 and then a couple of years later, five years later, we get a priority here's a, here's, pick. Here's a, question, <laughs> here's a question worth asking, right? Yeah, we all, Eddie's head would blow off. You'll take any flag, and it was a great flag that they won that day. Sheed's kick, et cetera. It was a really good comeback after being behind yeah, You're not going to run it down, are you? Well, no, what Don't I'm going to say. start running down the Eagles. Did that flag ultimately cost them because 
little bit complacency. Cost them. We won a flag. Yeah, but complacency <laughs> creeps in. We've done it. We've done it again. We've rebuilt. Mate, so we just go about our business the way we've been going when really they should have reassessed after that year. What? Through too much at Tim Kelly. And I'm maybe just, got to a prelim. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Mate, we won a flag. They don't, mm-hmm. okay. All that is beside. You, okay. Mate, you're the Hawthorne man. You know about flags. Holy crap. You guys have won that many flags. Yeah. You know yeah, how to win them. Yeah. Turn the They're shower on. They're very hard to bloody win. Turn the shower on and premiership cups come out. What's Dermot got? I've been showering in a helmet recently. They <laughs> hurt when they come out. Hey, listen, Dermot. you got five day and five night or something. Yeah, Every time I see him. He should change his name by Depot. Yeah, he should. To Dermot Brereton, like, five day, five night. Like Tom Skilton, triple Brownlow medal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, hi, hey, lads. Very quick question. It's See, not, the young blokes wouldn't know him. Can you please explain the non-goal at the Frio Richmond game? I was there, and like everyone else at the ground, I was confused. I rewatched it when I got home. I, was, I thought it must have missed. I must have missed something. But this just left me more confused. If a goal is reviewed to check if it's been touched or has hit the goalpost, and the review comes back that there is inconclusive evidence that it has, how is it not a goal? Well. He's talking about Ethan Hughes. Um, Hughes was called. Kicked, he a, kicked that, was yeah. called a behind by the um, by the umpire. So it was umpire's call. That's yeah. why it was a behind. It hit now the, the reason they didn't go to uh, the camera review. Snicko. Snicko they call it something else, don't they? AFL Edge or something. Edge. AFL Edge. Very good, mate. But, but what happened was, um, I think it is just the same thing, though. Obviously, but what. What happened was the, a player, Nathan Broad, I think it was, Broad, ran, ran yep. into the post at he the did. same time. The ball – Bit of a flaw in the system when someone can when that happens, it up. You it doesn't happen in cricket. Because the, 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 the post is moving so it interferes with the signal. Yeah, so I know that's how it works, why. but let's, let's work it out, boys. But that was from Troy. And Troy asked for an explanation. Yeah, Troy from Busso. Um, so um, – Yeah, that's what happened. They, they, they couldn't – inconclusive, so they had to go with what the now, MP said. Now, Troy, and he was on the other side looking over – Brody's shoulder. Uh, and you know what? Hughes should have kicked it. Hughes kicks that, they win. Hughes kicks that, they win. It's a pity because two nice, that, Hughes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, two nice little dummies. It would have been a great goal. It was one of the goals of the season. If but, it, now, but now we use it against him. We go, see, can't finish. Uh, by the way, Troy finishes off. Love the pod. <laughs> the, stories always make me, the stories always make me laugh. I think my favourites are racing a telephone booth. That was me. Uh, and Rhino in the marathon. And Barra's surging uphill story. Thanks, yes, the Johnny Worsfold story, why he was a great man and I could have played 200 if I'd listened to him. <laughs> there you go. Well, you played how many? 47. How many, 47 more than I did. Should have that's, played. of course, because between of my incredibly played, small hands. Between you, uh, you, me, and Basil Zemplis, played 47 yeah. games, AFL games. He played a few more waffle games than I did. Yeah, handful, handful. Fair play I reckon you would have had him covered. Yeah, I don't. He might have had me in height. You I, think. Might, I think you might have scared him a bit. Uh, morning quarters <laughs> and Barra. Why doesn't the AFL punish actions that are done to intentionally cause harm, such as gut punches, deliberate errant elbows, and jumper punches, etc., as severely as bumps and dump tackles? These actions gone wrong can cause similar, if not more, damage to players. That's from John. Uh, I'm not sure if they are uh, as serious. I mean, bumps and dump tackles, we, we know why that's happening because it's, it's, mm. it's um, contact Concussion. with the head. You know, what, I think uh, they you, do. Know, you know, before we yeah. move on from that, you know who's complicit in this? How many ex-players are suing the AFL? Oh, yes. Is it 200? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. That's who's – so if you want to take aim at anyone for why the rules have become so tightened up and why the lawyers have come in and said, listen, well, you boys better sort of protect – your system because you'll get sued. There's already 200 blokes lining up to get a payout now. Imagine what happens if you don't do anything going forward. You can blame those guys, which is G. Ablett Sr., Darren Jarman, um, um, and Platten looks like, when I say looks legit, you know, I, 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 there's, there's, there's cases there. These guys loading up on the AFL, they're the ones that are making the, changing the game. Well, I could say that it's a good thing. Because if we're protecting the head and the science around but it, but as now, long as they're dinkum, but they're legitimate, of course they're dinkum. But you, but you know the bloke we mentioned, Gary Ablett Senior. <laughs> there might be a bit of a question mark over that one, but uh, I think he's done a bit of damage to himself anyway. But uh, I think for the others, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't blame. Them. I would never. I wouldn't the blame other. the group. I would say that this is where we're going. Back then, there was not the science around it. Now we have the science around it. The head is sacrosanct. As, soon as money comes into it, mate. It, it, it just stuffs everything yep, up. okay. Fair anyway, enough. Anyway. Uh, hi, B and Q. With all the current waffle financial issues, is it time to rethink about scrapping the reserves and raising the maximum age to 23 for the Colts? 
This would free up cash revenue for the nine clubs and may assist with West Coast Eagles reserves woes in fielding waffle standard players. Interested in hearing President Barra's thoughts. Cheers. That was from Raul. Raul. From God's country in South Perth. Can we Google his name and just get this proper pronunciation? I like Raul. He sounds like a good fella, so I'd like to have a beer with him. But he's right. This week there was a presentation from the Footy Commission and – They've really drawn a line in the sand go, listen, we need to work out what the waffle is, what it exists for, uh, who wants to go to it. At this stage, it's only men over 50 but mostly. Early, early in the season, the win-win was working, wasn't it? Because there were good metrics yeah, around yeah. that. And so early in the season, they were good signs. So the stats showed that What's happened? 18 to 34-year-olds don't go, need more families there. They really need – They've decided, what they've done now is they need profound change. They've so thought, what would you do? Well, that's been considered. That's not a bad Getting idea. Getting rid of the resis has been considered and having like an under-23 scenario um, as well, plus senior players. I like the but idea. They need to equalise the comp too. I, I mean, I know that sounds like I've got a vested interest because we haven't won since 77. But in the zones, and the zone, the re- there's no doubt the country zones are no good. West Perth, Swan Districts, ourselves, shocking, shocking country zones compared to some of the other clubs. And so, so, so the other clubs have to take their hat off the end of their Claremont hat or their Subi hat and going, you know what, that's what's good for the comp. So technically, you know, it's like quarters, you you need to have hope. And so you need, there's 10 teams in the waffle. You need to every decade challenge for the grand final, don't you? At yes, least you do. Yeah, every yeah, decade. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, top four every five or six years at least, give, give your fans some hope. Because we're losing, like Perth, we're losing a generation of young people who go, because there's no success, they just disappeared. So we've got all these 60s and 70s fans, but we've got this huge gap from when we haven't had success. And that's not what the comp needs. The comp needs people invested, people following their, their team, having a chance, having hope. Um, and that's what they're trying to say. And, and I, don't, I think some of the presidents, you know, they're, they're, I understand you've got to defend your own turf, don't you? Like if you're Claremont, you've got Albany and the Kimberley and you've got the PSA. And they've worked those zones well. And they do, mate. Daryl Panizza, legend mm. down in Albany, doing a massive job, great job. Kimberley, they do a fantastic job as well. But there's so much talent that is being pushed into one club. It needs to be spread around. And they, they put players at UWA, amateurs. So you think if you get it a closer comp, they keep them in Albany. that'll fix the numbers? Well, I just think they need to spread the talent around, you know, instead of us having to go to Victoria to get eight to ten players. To what about the fixturing? Yeah. Timing. And, and yeah, and, and stop. More night games, maybe more get night some games. midweek games happening maybe. Yeah, that's right. We've got the best light, so we should play more night games. Don't put all the games at the same time on a Saturday because yep. men over 50 love that, but families don't like it. And you know, and you can go to two games and, if it's on a Friday but and you a mentioned before about the you're missing a generation, right? Losing a generation. But a lot of young kids are still, a lot of young men are playing football on Saturday afternoon. So they can't go. Yeah, not ideal. So if you give them the, the fixturing, a, a bit of variety, you might get them going to more waffle games. And the young people now, since the Eagles came in in 87 and then the Dockers in 95, basically they, you're either a Docker or an Eagle, aren't you? You've lost your allegiance to your waffle team. They need to sort of risk put some work into let's getting our players out to the schools as well, you know, spreading the message. And you can do that with young people. Guys who are playing 200 games who've got families and got kids and a career, they're not going to be able to do all those ancillary work we've you had need a, to do. We've had uh, – well, we're involved with Mount Lawley Inglewood Junior Football Club and we're in East Perth zone and we've had uh, a few East Perth players over the years come out and just on training nights and mm. work with the boys and they've been fantastic. We've also had some Eagles come out and they've been fantastic as well. Uh, it's always good to do that, get out there. But you're right about the school visits. I think that there's a lot of areas they can work on. I th- obviously, they've got activation zones now for kids. Mm-hmm. Probably could just amp that up a little yeah. bit even more. The game day entertainment. Yeah. But, but, you know, if I wasn't – Your game I, day experience. I work covering the AFL at weekends. But if I wasn't, um, the problem is you've got kids playing junior sport. Mm. I, there's nothing better than going to the waffle on a Saturday afternoon. Get, get up, Stand up on the, um, in the hour to have a, maybe a, a soft drink or a little can of black duck. And just uh, enjoy it. Oh, it. There's nothing better. No, it is. And and I can't even get, let's say, Darren Glass to there a game on a Saturday because he's got basketball with his daughters. Yeah, and, it's a you know, so you go, people if, are really tired. And he's from Northern and he's mm. a country boy. He's a Perth boy. He wants to be there, but he can't. I think we need to sort of really look at 
and look at what the waffle is, what that, it should be. That's a really good um, – uh, I think that might be the Raul. clubhouse leader at yeah. this moment. Uh, a couple more and then we'll hand out our prize. Gents, the Blues are struggling at the moment and their fans are not happy. Well, that's – no, they're not. I'm going to Melbourne to watch West Coast play them in round 19. Now, by some chance, with a few players coming back from injury, West Coast can cause an upset. What is your advice to survive a riot? Would I be safe in the West Coast shirt? Leith, that's from Leith. Leith, my advice is wear your West Coast jumper or shirt. I think Carlton fans, you're safe. If they were playing Collingwood, I would suggest perhaps not. Mm. Um, but Or even Richmond, I would su- yeah. pe- suggest perhaps not. I think Carlton fans, you know... Um, Take a bowl of pasta or something like that and just spread it, spread some love around the stadium. But he's street. right, though. If they do get players back, um, you know, you're getting – we're talking McGovern's coming in soon. McGovern. Yeah. Duggan. Duggan's. Barash. Waterman. They'll all be back. So you'd be – if Carlton just Maybe not dropped the ball completely by then, they'd have to because they'll beat them right Where's now. Where's the game? It's here, is it? It's at the G, I think. Oh, at the G. So, you know, that's the other thing. That I think it's, it's at the G. I might be wrong. It's good for Eagles people to travel. Because you get a false sense of security in WA, don't you? Because everyone, you and I have played a lot of footy and been to a lot of footy. When you go to Victoria, you can't be too loud. And you Why can't not? actually – because someone yourself. will pull your coat and go, hey, mate, nah, you bag my team again. I reckon those days have changed. I reckon it's, it's – it, well, <laughs> But what I'm, what I'm saying is that at West Coast, at Optus, everybody there is supporting the Eagles. Oh, no, they're not. Well, mostly they are. Because the Eagles have got 100,000 members. No, my kids and they owe 50,000 My kids are Hawthorne supporters and they go to a lot of games here and, and they barrack for whoever is yeah. playing Eagles or Dockers. Of course. But you can boo, you can do whatever you like. Yeah, in that as long as it comes because from the Because you're right protected. Place. You go to Melbourne and you sit next to a Collingwood fan or a Carlton fan or a rabid Hawthorne fan or whatever and you bag one of their players, suddenly you've got some sort of argument going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't be as loud. It's a good lesson. It is a good lesson. I got into an argument with a Carlton supporter at Princess Park many years ago. I was there with my mates, and it, to, up to half time, it was on for young and old me and this bloke. And I remember I had my sam- I'd made sandwiches, and I threw my sandwiches on the ground. I was that upset with this bloke. Anyway, I go to the threw to- your sandwiches. I go to the toilet at half time. Sacrificed your sandwiches. I was just angry. I came back after half time, and there's this bloke there, and um, and we got we just ran all over the top of Carlton, and he just said not a word to me after half time, and it was really unusual. So I'm going home on the tram with my mates after the game, and I said, geez, that bloke was really loud, and he went really quiet, and they just started laughing. I said, what? And they said, when you went to the toilet at halftime, we told him, just be a bit careful with my mate. And he said, why? And he said, Black I just, no, he's just got out. <laughs> oh, what was he in for? <laughs> Knifing a guy at the footy. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I shouldn't laugh. There's a lot of good humour at the footy. Pretty funny. Now, the last one, uh, this one from Rido. G'day, Rido. Rido. Hi, guys. With wet, to- with wet toast all but securing the number one pick in wet this year's toast. draft following their excellently planned tanking tactics. Yeah, oh, that's a bit unfair. Um, maybe not. The debate will now rage on about whether or not to split the pick for two, if not more first-round selections. I will give you a few names from previous drafts and let you decide if you would have taken the number one pick or the multiple selections the other team took. Okay. Paddy McCartan, Securda, or Jordan Degoe and Darcy Moore, Collingwood? Well... We're going Jordan to go and Darcy Moore there. Uh, Jacob Wiedering or Harry Mackay and Charlie Curnow? I know they're all at Carlton, but for the purpose of this exercise, just pretend Wiedering went elsewhere. Yeah, I'm going Mackay and Curnow. Cam Rayner or Andrew Brayshaw and Andrew Adam Chera, flag mantle? Yep, I'm going for Brayshaw and Chera. Sam Walsh or Jack Lacosius, Isaac Rankine and Ben King or Connor Rosie and Zach Butters? Well, I'm, I'm, out of all of those, that's a really tough one, actually. Gee whiz, Rankine and King, Rosie. I'm going Rosie and Butters. You'd have to yeah. now. Uh, Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson or Hayden Young and Caleb Sarong or <laughs> Luke Jackson and Kasaya Pickett, Melbourne. You know what? All great choices, but I'm going to stick with Matt Rowell and Noah Anderson there, and that's nothing against Sarong and Young and nothing against Jackson and Pickett. I just like those two. I think they're going to be 10-year midfielders for Gold Coast. Jackson and Pickett's hard to turn it down. It is, and so is Young and Sarong, two very Yeah, good yeah, players. I'm not saying they're not, but, geez, I would, I'd go Jackson and Pickett. Young might be a sneaky All-Australian squad chance, I reckon. Very is good player. Very good Chapman's are coming around the corner yeah, too. Yeah, he is He's too. Chapman, fantastic. Uh, Jason Horn-Francis or Jai Amos and Neil Erasmus flag mantle. 
Jeez, uh, I'm probably going. Oh, it's a hard. I'm going Amos and Erasmus, and mainly on the strength. Nothing against Erasmus because we haven't really know yet. Mm. But Amos, he's the steak knives. Uh, last one: Aaron Cadman or Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw. Well, we haven't seen enough of Cadman really. He's going to be a very good player, but I'm going Sheasel and Wardlaw. Uh, the offers will come, and I think they're mad not to seriously explore their options. Thanks, guys. Rito. Rito's made a late charge there. I really like that mail. And, well, you um, know what happened? Our mate from South Australia, the famous journalist from South Australia with the funny name, Michelangelo Rucci. Michelangelo Rucci. So that is actually his real name, right? Yeah, yeah right. So good Michelangelo Rucci. I know good him. Fella. Good no, fella. No, yeah, I know him too. Good fella. He really quizzed Simo about where they were going because there's a huge – arm wrestle going on in the club between those who think they should go to free agency and perhaps grab some players as well and the others that are going, no, 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 no. We're going straight to the draft. We're going to the draft, getting as many picks as we can. We want 17 blokes under 21. They want 17 kids under 17. That's what they want for next year, 17 under 21. That's what I want to get to. And the clubs are throwing up these things. The Giants is the the latest one to come in because I think they've got some two early picks, like four and six. So they might try to snatch. And maybe a future somewhere else. Maybe yeah. a future second rounder or something thrown in. But they know? might even throw in Cornelio. I'm splitting the picks. What if they throw Cornelio in? I'm, well? I'm splitting the picks. I'm oh, definitely splitting the picks. But would you take a player or do you just keep taking the picks? Well, that's the, that's the blue that's happening between Simo and the player managers like Colin Young and that that are sort of saying, no, I've got Nathan Broad. Why wouldn't you take him? You know what I mean? We've had that chat, haven't we, about 30-year-old defender. No, probably not. We'll have to let him go. So I'm keeping Barass. I'm keeping Yo. Uh, but McGovern. if there's players like – yeah, I'm keeping McGovern. Well, he's just signed for another two. You can salary dump. But I think um, players like Gaff or just if there's an opportunity – You guys have finished Gaff. He's but, not going anywhere. But second <laughs> round pick, I, I, if you're prepared to take second round picks for some ageing players, Darling's another one. Definitely look Darling, at that yeah. for a team that needs that type of player and it's in a premiership window. I could see that happening. You but wouldn't, you wouldn't let Yo go. Though, hell, would you? No, I, well, has been. You'd have to have a great offer for Yo. You would, but this and it'd have to be picks because that they, that's where they're going. They're rebuilding the club. Yeah, it's well, going it to take. It's going to be an Adelaide rebuild. Two or three years, four longer, years longer. Well, Adelaide only took four years. Why yeah. would it take us longer? Oh, they've started too late, <laughs> and it's going to get worse, mate. You just started yourselves. It's going to get worse next year. So, look, it's a really Mate, good one. it can't be so worse. It I'm can't torn. be worse. I'm torn here. Are we going with Rido? Rido. Or Raul. Now, Raul has won a slab in the past. Raul. So, I'm going with Rido. Well nice. done, Rido. You've won the this week's prize, which is the slab of – or carton, sorry, of Swan Draft Stubbies. I've been told off for that in the past. Please send your mail to quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Rito, send your details in and we'll get you the voucher for that fantastic um, carton. Uh, so quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Keep your mail short and please put your name on there. Thank you. You have been listening to Quarters and Barra. We've been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly and call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra, good luck this weekend. Let's take on Rick. Yeah, let's, get, let's take down let's the great man. Equal first on the tipping table. Mate, you'll be, be devastated. Look forward to talking to you on Tuesday to assess round 14. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra. Every Monday's Mad Monday. Join me, Xavier Ellis, and Mick Barlow for the weekend's biggest stories in the AFL. The hardest hits, perfect plays, and controversial calls. Mad Monday, every Monday night at 7 o'clock, only on 7, mate.